Welcome to the Too Posh Podcast. I'm Gabrielle. I am a former mafia princess and the owner of our Too Posh Boutique. And I'm here with my beautiful daughter, Marcella. I'm Marcella. I am a dancer, choreographer, model, and the designer for Too Posh. And I cannot wait to talk to Whitley, <laughs> who is my son's adorable girlfriend. Hi, I'm Whitley. I like to create things. I'm kind of a nord. A nord. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a nerd. And I like to make people smile. (laughs) What will they say next? You're listening to the Too Posh Podcast. Welcome everyone to our Too Posh Podcast. I'm here with my beautiful daughter, Marcella. Hello. My co-host. And we're missing our beautiful Whitley today. And we welcome back Denise Weber. Thank you for absolutely joining us and so being so be brave. Here. And mm-hmm. everyone needs to listen to episode 54 before this one to get to know Denise a little bit better and to understand what happened, how she lived her life until this next episode and next moment in her life. And um, you're so brave, so very brave to share your story. And I really believe that the next part of your life is just going to be so much better than what you have been through. So um, I want to get right into it. Mm -hmm. Maybe take us to the time when you met this person. It's very, very short. What had happened is a lot longer than the meeting him and knowing him, which is really weird. How old is your son at this point? Eleven. And you're a single mother. Yes. This was just in October going into November. This is a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I had known him, I want to say about five years. I used to be best friends with his mother of his child, Brittany. Okay. So he has a child too. Yes. yes, How old is she? She's three. I want to say three. No, maybe she's five or six now. I don't know. Like it's been a while. And um, unfortunately, the mom passed away a couple years ago of a heroin overdose. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. So, Jeez. well, she she was with Sean, and then he he went to jail. I'll get into that later. He went to jail, and then she started dating another guy who was just as bad, like tattoos all over his neck, drug dealer, and he was into that, and she got into it. So yeah, after the baby, yeah. So that was Skyla founder. She was like four, I think. She found her mom dead. I, I believe so. She, she was in the bathtub. Uh. And so when they found her, she was like halfway out, halfway in. But from what we found out, she had a cutting problem. She was cutting herself because I don't think she was happy in the relationship. She, she never said anything to me about it. But she, we were together all the time, me, her, and Sean all the time. And then um, after she started dating, get, she got married to this guy. And she just like became a recluse. But he was beating her too, so she wouldn't go out. And so um, I got a call from her sister because we all went to junior high and elementary school together. So I got a call from her sister and they're like, yeah, they found her this morning. So supposedly he told the authorities that he went to bed. She was going to take a shower. And then she he woke up at 6 a.m. and the light was still on underneath the door. And the daughter went to open the door. And as soon as he opened the door, he saw her like fell back and he like pushed her to the side and was like, go in the living room, went in there. And he said that she was cold, but she was like bleeding on her legs. Like she was cutting right here in between her legs. And so she tried to tell me that she bled out, like she had a, a, a vein, but her sister told me that it was because the water was really hot and that's what some heroin people do. They get in a hot water bath or a cold water bath to cool themselves down. Or some t- sometimes when they're low and they don't have enough money to buy enough heroin, they'll get in a hot bath and it helps induce the feeling. I've just, I've, I've been educated from people like- Right, of course. Yeah. So I've never done it, so I don't know. But I'm just saying I've been- 
from hearing from other people. So, um, yeah, but she, they, and I'm assuming that's dangerous. What to get in a hot water? Yes, because your blood pressure already is going sky high. From I mean, it's an op- it's an opiate kind of like it's like just right. basically taking pain pills, right? But taking twenty thirty, and so your blood pressure is low, and then you get in a hot bath, your blood pressure is going to rise a little bit, and you bottom out your blood pressure and you die. Right. Yeah. Holy moly. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. So yeah. you met this guy. So you've yeah. known him. And then when did you start dating? Okay. So, and I, this is something that I was like debating talking about because it's going to make, not put me in a bad light, but people are like, damn, she's stupid. But I always try to see the best in people. Let me just put that first and foremost. Like, like I said in the episode before, everyone has. I thought good. I could change it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So um, he had been in prison. He went to jail. And he what for? He told me that it was because he got pulled over, he had a warrant, and he resisted arrest. But while he was doing that, he somehow hit an officer. And so he got assault on an officer. And that's what he told me, right? So this is a crazy whirlwind. So then we started dating. My birthday is October 20th. So uh, I went to this bar that I frequent in my neighborhood. It's like the only place that I feel comfortable going to because I know everybody. And... um, I was there and he showed, I was like, oh my gosh, because I hadn't seen him in two years because he'd been gone and we were super close when he was with Brittany. And I was like, we need to talk because I haven't seen you since Brittany passed away because he was in jail when Brittany passed away. Oh he had to get, a uh, chaplain came to the, the jail and pulled into a room and had to tell him. Like, it was really sad. So I was like, we need to get together. We need to talk about it. Like, I'm here for you. He's like, yeah, you're the only person I feel comfortable talking about because you were best friends with Brittany. And so um, we hung out for like two or three days. Nothing happened. We were just friends. We were going to lunch, hanging out or whatever. So I remember we were on our way to the bar that one night and he was like, you know, I've always had a thing for you. Right. And I was like, come on. I was like, Brittany's my best friend. He's like, yeah. And um, he's like, but I've always, just I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I've always had a thing for you. you. You're a very pretty girl. You know that. Right. And he was just saying all the right things, you know. And so uh, we went to the bar or whatever. And um, we were just sitting there talking. We're in like deep conversation. And he's like, you know, I want to be a better person. He was telling me his life goals. And he's like, you know, I don't want you to think of me as that person that was in jail and stuff like that. He's like, I, I, the time I was in there, I thought a lot. And like, he had a list in his pocket that he kept in his wall of things he wanted to achieve. And I like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like I said, I see the best in people. And I was like, that's awesome. You know? So, um, he was like, would you ever let me take you on a date? And I said, you know what? I am 33 years old. Like, 32 I was like I am over I just turned no I was about to turn 33 I'm over the whole like dating thing like if you like me we're, we can go on dates but I want to know that's going to go somewhere I'm not just going to go on a date and then be like oh no it's not going to work out you, mm-hmm. do you get what I'm feeling like <laughs> as you get older when we're younger it's like yeah let's go on a date if we don't if it don't work out we don't ever talk again yeah, I'm past that mm-hmm. so he's like no no like please let me show you that I want to change I need somebody that's going to stand by me and help me change so fell for it. So then um, this is last September. Which yeah, it was um, like October 15th, like five days before my birthday. Oh, OK. So, mm-hmm. so um, um, he, I was like, OK, I was like, I just don't want to date. I, if I'm going to be in a, like, a relationship, I want to just go for it. Just try it. He goes, OK. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah. He's like, I'll be with you. And I was like, seriously? He's like, yeah. And he had a good job. He worked in construction. He got up at 6 a.m. every morning, worked till eight o'clock at night. He was, you know, making money. He had a nice car. Like the signs were that he was on his way. Like he was trying to get better, you know. Did you introduce him to your son? Not at first. first. Of course not. No. um, Like Talon's dad, he's so we've been broken up six years. He's on his third engagement. 
and it's ruined Talon. Like mm-hmm. Talon is, it bothers him. And he's actually getting married on the 18th to this third one who he actually, and I don't care, like I'm happy to say this, that he cheated on his last fiance with. Good Lord. That's just a mess. <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, can and he hasn't paid child support in six months, uh, three months. So how can she, I don't understand. Woman, let's stop for a second. How do women want to be with a guy and then know that they're not paying child support for their child, but yet y'all are planning a wedding? How can you be with him? Like if I dated a man and we were talking about getting married and I knew that he owed child support and he's also told me he's two months behind on his car bill. How could you even as a woman say, okay, let's put our wedding aside and take care of our business? No. Well, she, I mean, it's probably a disaster like together. So yeah, I don't think mentally stable on both ends. And does she not think like if he cheated on her with me but she i talked to her i had coffee with her because i was like i'm gonna meet this girl because the last fiance we never talked she had my number i didn't have her number and um but she kept tyler in check but um this one i said do you not think he's not gonna cheat on you like well they weren't happy they were happy but still and so i always joke and i know this is terrible i'm like uh i told my mom i said well his uh, fiance is proof that the side chick can win. Like, like you know, they always say the side chick never ever gets it, but that's just proof, you know. But he just seems like someone who's always like going to repeat, just kind of like I don't know if he'll ever find like his no. right direction. So I'm I the feel- longest relationship he's ever had, and he's yeah. told me that. Yeah, and I think he's still searching for that, like the way things ended. So I think a lot of it, like, and he's so mean to me, calls me every name in the book. But a therapist has told me it's like he doesn't mean it. it's because he still loves you. Yeah. You know, so did you? Sorry, I didn't mean to get off. So no, you're like, fine. So the guy that Sean, whatever, mm-hmm. um, did he when he was with your friend? Did he show signs of anything wrong? Okay. Like, was there nothing? Okay, so when we hung out, they were so in love. Okay. You know, she was happy. There was one time they did get in a little fight, but it was nothing bad. It was just yeah, like just a, normal. They didn't agree on something. Mm-hmm. Never, I never. I would. Are you kidding me? I'm a good friend. I would have been like, you need to get the heck out of there. Yeah, never. And. I mean, she, it it was fine. It was great. It was they had a baby. He he would work. She'd work during the day at Hooters. He'd come. She'd come home, and they'd be a family. Um, Were there drugs involved no, at this point? No, not that I was aware of. Okay, okay. okay. So then um, he goes to jail. Well, he gets out, and then we start seeing each other again, like out. And then, like I said, he's like, "Okay, let's be in a relationship." Let's okay. Let, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But we've known each other long enough that if it doesn't work out, we're still going to be friends. I okay. said, "Fine." So we started dating. Well, then, like, he was staying at his mom's house because he was on parole okay. for what he had told me was aggravated assault on police officer. I'll get to that in a minute. And so um, he was staying with me a lot. My son was with his dad because he gets him every once in a while. And then it was like a break. Uh, what was it? He didn't get him for a holiday, so we switched for Halloween. So he was going to get him, or he couldn't get him for Halloween. So I gave him for the week before that week or whatever. He was taking him to school. I don't know something. It doesn't matter. So um, I didn't have Talon, so he was with me. And I said, if my son's here, you cannot be here. Okay. That was we had that down. Okay. So because um, Talon's never met any guy. Like I've dated guys since in the six years, but Talon's never met another it's guy. Very smart. Because yeah. Tyler has been engaged. Going this third one, Talon is torn. He still calls. He got engaged four months after we broke up, and he still calls that girl's daughter his sister. They get confused. Yes, yeah. and it's sad, so, and right. I don't want that for Talon. So um, so then he's staying with me or whatever, and um, we celebrate my birthday. He, took, he takes me to Don't Tell Supper Club. Ashley Holland took me there. We had a great time. She bought me bottles. Great birthday ever. Went and saw Rent at Bass Hall that night. It was great. Mm-hmm. And um, 
So we left that night and um, everything was good. No cheating. Like I had no, like people were like, was he cheating? Did you think you, no, he got up at 6 a.m. every morning. He would text me all day. I knew where he was. I had his location. Like it was perfect. I was happy. People would see us and be like, man, they kind of are good. Like he's not right for her, but they seem happy. Like maybe she's good for him, you know? And but why did people say that you weren't right for him? Because, or no, he wasn't right not, for you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Because he, you know, has the what I'm about to tell you, what I found out. Okay. So then um, two days after my 33rd birthday, October, no, the next night, October 21st. And you guys are together for like how long? A week. A week? A week. About a week. Okay. So the next day, the night, um, I just got off work. He picked me up. We were going to go grocery shopping. He runs a red light. I get sideswiped twice on my <gasps> side. You have an accident. Yeah. Bad. So we we get hit once on my side. Luckily, I wasn't paying attention, so I didn't tense up. And I just, my arm gets thrown, and then we spin, and then we get hit again. So this dumbass runns out of the car, filling his arms. Oh, my God, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. And here I am in pain, thinking about what the hell's wrong with me. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I was embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Like, something clicked. Something's not right. I've seen people on drugs. Something's not right. So they get in the airbags. Like, I can just hear people's seatbelts going off, coming to get me. And that, this is the worst accident I've ever been in. Um, the airbag deployed in my face, right. in my arm. My arm's hurting. And I'm just like, I want my mom. But then I'm like, is he okay? But then I didn't really care. And then um, the ambulance comes. I didn't even have a chance. I've never been to ambulance before. They take me right to MCA, which is like less than a mile away. Mm-hmm. And um, they take me there. My parents got there before I did. So um, it was my parents and my best friend, Macy. And so I'm just chilling. They gave me a pain pill. I'm feeling fine. They take me to MRIs. I get all checked out. I'm good. Well, then an officer comes in and goes, um, well, ma'am, we're, we're going to take your boyfriend in for um, driving under the influence. Not DWI, driving under the influence. I'm like, what is he? Wh- no, he, he just picked me up from work. He's fine. They're like, well, no, um, when an accident like this happens and somebody is severely injured and the person that hit us was severely injured, uh, we, it's like non-refusal. And they drew his blood and he had Xanax in his system and alcohol. Okay. And so, um, but... He wasn't legally drunk, but they said because of the mixture of taking his annex and the alcohol and because his body from, you know, when you're in an accident, you're, you're, um, sorry, I can't think of the word. I'm not Endorphins smart. Yeah. Or running. Yeah. It can lower, like he could have been filthy drunk, but because your endorphins are running and you're just so great, like, oh, it can lower how, like it can not show as the drunk test. as you really are. Yes. So they said, we're going to take him in. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Mom's like, you didn't see him on. I was like, no. I wouldn't have gotten in the car with like an insurance later because, you know, on the accident, I hit up his insurance. Like, did you know he was under the influence? Cause you know, trying not to pay me. And I was like, no, I would not have gotten the car with him right. if I knew he was under the influence. Right. And so, um, he was out within a few days later. Well, his mom, this is where it gets good. So his mom came over to the house. I was like, I can't be with him. Like, this is too much. I'm in pain. Like I'm going to have to go through his insurance. It can get ugly when it comes to money. I think we just need some space or whatever. And um, his mom came over the house, met my mom. She's like, he really loves Denise. Like, I have not seen him talk about this a girl like this since Brittany. Like, she's been good for him. He's but this is after a week. I know. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I'm not. Yeah. Don't (laughs) please don't think I'm done. People. No, I know. But he. I think she was just saying that because she doesn't want him at her house and. He's like, please take my son, get him away from me. Okay. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like trying to get him lunch. And so my mom was like, 
my mom is one of those people no hold back she was like so he's been arrested before he's a convicted felon like and oh because his mom was like oh well this is going to be you know a violation or whatever she's like well what did he go to jail for what if you don't mind me asking and she said i went to go say oh an aggravated um assault on a police officer on accident she goes no she was like him is you know Brittany. he hit her and he got arrested for domestic violence assault and i was like oh okay and but i was so like into him like like i said let me go back he treated me so like he was always loving on me telling me you know it it happened really quick i know people are thinking wow she's dumb but it was like i was yearning for that i haven't had that Mm -hmm. and i've been like trying to make myself so strong for taylin but i'm missing that love yeah and tyler loved me well even though he did put his hands on me and forcefully tried to have sex with me he loved me well Mm -hmm. like spoiled and i know that doesn't mean anything buying presents and stuff but it was the little things Mm -hmm. and he did love me you Mm -hmm. know so i was yearning for that and then to have sean walk into my life and be like you know i want to change i want to be better everything that i wanted for tyler to say to me i was hearing from this guy and we just fell instantly you know Mm -hmm. we were laugh. he made me laugh so much and i hadn't laughed in a long time so then he gets out he went back to his mom's it's halloween a couple weeks later or a week later and he was like oh uh, the boys want to go to the strip club but i don't want to go i want to spend time with you i was missing him not gonna lie i hadn't talked to him in a week so i was like okay come come home so um he was just he wasn't gonna stay the night he's just gonna come hang out well his mom was like if you're not home in 10 minutes i'm locking the door blah 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 he's like i'm at denise's calm down she's like i don't she was she's kind of crazy she's like i don't care so he's like well i'm gonna have to stay here and i was like whatever i'm not gonna let you sleep on the street so um, things were fine. He ended up moving in with me because he, he his you know he didn't want to be at his mom's. So then I introduced him to Talon, and it worked out because I was working full time and my parents were keeping him. But my dad was in the process of retiring, so my dad wanted some time to himself, you know, all, and or he was working nights right before he retired, so he'd be tired but have my son all day. So Sean would be like, "I'll I'll keep him." He would take him to the park. He would take him to the zoo. He did things with him. And Talon worshipped him because his dad doesn't do that with him. Mm -hmm. His dad's too focused on, like, finding a new fiancé and their kids. So he was like, Mom, I I, I love him. He's great. He's so awesome. And, like, he treats me very well. And he would do homework with Talon. Like, he was hands-on. Like, he was textbook, like, perfect boyfriend. But I didn't. There was, And that's when we're talking about warning signs. There was none. Like, you know what I'm saying? So then until... So then it was, that was Halloween, probably the night it happened, it was November 11th, so almost two weeks later. Um, we went out with my parents, and besides Tyler, Sean's the f- second guy I've ever introduced my parents to. Like, I've dated guys, but I've never introduced them to, mm-hmm. to my parents. And so, um, so, I need a drink. <laughs> so we went out, we had a great time, he bonded with my parents, he even pulled my dad aside, and was like, I've fallen for your daughter. Tyler didn't even do this. He was like, I love your daughter. I promise you I'm going to treat her right. Like, and I care about Taylin. I want the best for them. They're going to be protected. And he was a, I'll show you a picture later. He's big. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt protected. I really did. And so um, he was, and my dad was like, just treat her right. Like if you like, he, and he was open with my parents. He's like, I have a bad past. Then he opened up to my parents that night because he had been drinking. He was like, I used to have a heroin problem. Yeah. He's like. Then he tells me, tells me, and this is, I'm learning all this uh-huh. at the club with my parents. He was like, yeah, I, you know, I get up early in the morning. I work for a construction business, but before I go, I go to the methadone clinic and it's court ordered. 
which I think is terrible. If I could get into some kind of activation, it would be don't help these people that are getting off heroin by letting them go in the morning to get score a liquid to get them through the day. No, let them suffer and withdraw and maybe that will be not an issue. You know what I'm saying? Because even though he's getting methadone, it's still going to make him want to go score the real stuff. You know. So did that make you though have a light bulb moment oh, yes. with Brittany though too? That yes. maybe there, you didn't see it, but there were probably drugs involved. Right then. Well, I didn't think it. Th- so when he was bringing this up, he was saying, "Look, I even he said when he was with Brittany, they did heroin and stuff." He's like, "But when I went to jail, I had a sober up. I was clean. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I got out of jail. Um, they, I'm court ordered to go to." every morning at 6 a.m. It's only open from 6 to 10. You have to be there to get your your methadone. He was like, I'm trying to get better. And my parents are godly people. They try to see the best in people too. He's like, you know, everybody has a rough patch. Just get better, you know, Mm -hmm. and prove to us that you won't fall down that same path because we won't have that for my daughter or our grandson. Mm -hmm. And he promised them. Well, so we're at at the club having a good time, drinking beers. He disappears. I see him at the bar, like up at the bar. Mm-hmm. Well, we can edit that out. We were at the strip club. Uh-huh. And so, um, uh, cause my dad would kill me if he knew I said that. And so, but my dad had never been, he's like, I want to go to the strip club. Yeah. You know? He's like, but nowhere where you worked. And I was like, okay. So we went to Rick's by the airport and we were having a good time. And like Sean was buying him dances. And it was funny cause that's not my dad. My dad's very conservative uh-huh. and my dad, and I've never seen my dad smile so much. So I was like, oh, like this is great. And my mom was loving what it was just a great time you yeah. know, as an adult that I can do that with my parents yeah. and that I had my man there with me. And so we were just having a good time. Well, he went to the bar, but I was like, come over here, come over here, you know? And then, um, I got a dance and like me and my mom were talking and laughing, just have a good time. And then my dad's like, it's been 45 minutes. Where the fuck did Sean go? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. So I'm texting him. I'm texting him. And then um, he shows up and then he just plops down and he's drinking his beer and he passes out. And I was like, he's on something like I don't like he he's on something. Obviously, I mean, mm-hmm. he was just fine running around like it wasn't coke because he would be running. You know, he'd be blah, blah, and we didn't do anything before we left. We got got an Uber parents picked me up and we came straight here so like he had nothing on him and i and side note i've never seen him do a drug in front of me not in my apartment i've been through his stuff you know my girls do all these at work never found anything you know what i'm saying like there was no signs and so um i was like wake up wake up so then it's two o'clock club's closing or whatever we get home and um well later on i found out that his dealer that he used to get from lived on the other side of the highway from the strip club. Okay. So they probably brought it to him. One of his mutual friends told me. Brought heroin to him? Yeah. That he scored, that he called them and they brought it to him and he scored. So that's why he disappeared for 45 minutes. He probably, they picked him up. He went over there and then came back, shot up over there and came back. And that's why he passed out in the chair because he was, you know, feeling it. So we get home and. Do you uh, see needle marks? Nope. Mm -mm, Nope. And he was, and like he fell asleep, but I'm, but I'm thinking he worked he, we okay so we'd been up he'd been up for three days um he it was it was a sunday night friday he worked from six to nine mm-hmm. and then he got a job offer to drive to laredo not laredo some somewhere far towards the bottom to go get some um, tools and it's like one of those job apps like where you can hire somebody and you pay him to go pick stuff up so we went and picked up a, a 18 wheeler kind of with a small back it doesn't have like the, the trunk part mm-hmm. and to go pick up some tools and stuff for a job 
that somebody is needing those tools for. And he was going to get paid like a thousand dollars. And I was off work. So I said, I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. So we went, we had a great time. And, uh, but we drove straight there. It was like a 12 hour drive there. And he drove straight back and he was, you know, he, I, what did he take? He took like those pills you can get at the convenience store, like the B pills that make keep you and energy drinks and stuff. Like he was drinking all that. And I slept most of the way. And then, uh, we get back, went to, um, he went straight to work cause we got back at six o'clock in the morning on Sunday. He went straight to work. And then I said, I'm going out with my parents. He goes, no, I'm going with you. Mm-hmm. Then we went out and we were up till 2am. So he, that was like three days. Mm-hmm. So when he was sleeping, I just thought, Oh, He's sleeping. He's tired. Like I told him not to come. He's been up for three days and that will get to why I know why he could be up for three days. And I know you know where I'm going with this. So, um, we get home and they're not open on Sundays, the methadone clinic. And so I was like, well, now that I know, so we started talking about, I was like, well, when were you going to tell me that you take methadone? Like, I need to know my son's here. Like if you have that laying out, he's like, no, no, no. I go in there. They give me a dosage. I don't ever keep anything here except, and he showed me this lockbox. They're closed on Sundays. So what they do is they put your dosage in there on Saturday after they give you your Saturday dosage. And then on Sunday morning, you between 6 and 9, you call. They give you the lock code, and then you can get into it. Okay. Okay? So we get home, and he's like, babe. It was like, my methadone leaked. I don't hear it because jing- you can shake the box and hear it, like, jingling. He's like, I don't hear it jingling in there. And I was, like, in the bathroom, like, taking my makeup off. And I was like, are you kidding me? Because I took this as him trying to tell me. I'm going to have to go score. And I was like, that's because that's all they like. If you can't get something to help you, you're going to do something to get the edge off because he's going to withdraw regardless, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just knew that's what came to my mind. He's trying to tell me he wants to go score. Like, because it was already adding up how he was acting at the club. Mm -hmm. Like, so I think he was like doing that because the way he was acting to try to say his methadone leaked. So then later he would say, yeah, I did go score. So don't be mad. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but I just feel like there's a lot, like, I know that you're saying there's no signs, but I think that to taking, you there is, right, right, right. but to me, I wasn't right. cause I was in the moment. Right. Yeah. And, um, you're totally right. And then, um, I go, and then he goes, I'm just kidding. And I was like, Sean, and I told the cops, I was like, Sean, sometimes you just, when you joke with me, which now I know when he jokes, he's usually telling the truth. You, I just want to hit you. Uh-huh. And he was like, hit me. Hit me, babe. Come on, hit me. I was like, I'm not going to hit you. It's, it's a form of expression. I'm sure you've said that to me. Like, oh, I just want to hit you sometime. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, hit me. So they tackled me. And he's tickling me. And we're like laughing. And so like he's like, come on, babe. And he grabs me. And he's like, come on, come on, come on. I was like, no, I'm not going to hit you, babe. Like, let's just go to bed, blah, blah, blah. We're laughing. Great. Like, happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, storybook. And um, so then I stand up. He's like, no, hit me. And he starts hitting himself in the face. I'm like, please don't hit you. Don't Please don't hit yourself. He's like, then hit me. So I not, I hit him. I went for it. Like, I was like, he's not going to shut up till I say something, you know? And he's drunk. I was like, you probably want to feel it. I didn't even know my own strength. I don't think I hit him hard, but like, I just, I don't know if I slapped him. I, it was so, it was a while ago. I don't think about it, but I just like went like that. And he goes, bitch, you fucked up. So you guys ready? This is where I'm going to get into my store now. So I talk a lot. So stop me. But, um, okay. So he throws me on the ground. Uh-huh. He punches me in the face four times. So I put my hands up to my face like this and I'm like, he's, his motions are kind of like delayed Uh because he is drunk. He is on something. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I had that on me and I knew he was tired. So I somehow, I don't think ahead, but my mind at that time was like working ahead for me. Uh I guess survival mode, my dad said. And so like I put my hands up and I started like 
when I knew which Are way. Are you thinking like, what the heck just yeah. happened? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Like yeah. literally, I'm sorry, I don't get cussed, but yeah. I was like, what the hell? And I mean, yeah, Tyler's pushed me around and stuff. And then I was, when it was happening, I was like, okay, this will be like, it's not okay, but I'm going to be okay. We'll go to sleep. Like, we'll talk about this tomorrow, whatever. Like, I'm going to break up with him, but mm-hmm. let's just get this part over with. And because I've never had a guy handle me like that, you know? So then I get up and I see my cell phone on the bed and I go to run and get my cell phone. I wasn't going to call anybody. I just wanted to have my cell phone near mm-hmm. me because if somebody did call, then I'd be like, help me. So he jumps on the bed because my bed was like on an angle and I walked around and he jumped on the bed and he goes, you're not fucking calling anybody. He goes, I swear to God, Denise, if your family shows up over here, if the cops show up over here, he goes, I'm going to kill you and then I'm going to kill me. I'm going to make it look like a murder suicide. Mm -hmm. So I'm freaking out at this point, right? So I'm still, I know this sounds crazy. Still, I was like, okay, everything's going to be okay. Like we're going to settle this. Like I've been in some heated arguments with Tyler. I know how to work through this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just going to try to smooth it out, fake it till I make it. Well, then, um, when I was like, okay, 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 have my phone, have my phone. And then he grabs me by my throat and throws me up against my bedroom window in my room and the glass shatters. I can hear it from where my head hit. And he has me up above the ground choking me and I'm like hitting him. And every time, he tried to kill me five times within a four hour period. And every time it was like something in my head told me he's not going to kill you. He's not going to kill you. Mm -hmm. But still you think, oh, my God, it just takes me to to stop breathing and I'm done. Right. But something told me like, I don't know if it was God or what, but something was telling me you're going to be fine. Just just go with, you know, you're going to be okay. So he's like right before I was about to pass out, he let go. So then mind you, my mouth is the size of like I just got my wisdom teeth out. My throat is sore now because he ha- he's strong mm-hmm. and I start screaming out the window. I'm like, help. And mind you, it's three o'clock in the morning. I live in a little coldy sack of an apartment complex. People are dead asleep. They're not going to hear me. But it when people come home from the club at two in the morning, mm-hmm. I hear all their conversations. So I was hoping maybe it'll echo in some apartment and somebody will, will hear me. So I'm screaming, help me, help me, help me. And he was like, bitch, what did I tell you? If anybody comes over here, I'm going to kill you. So he throws me on the bed. Mm-hmm face down and he grabs both of these fingers um well you guys can't see on that are listening but it's like the fingers next to your thumbs and he puts them in my mouth mind you i'm face down and he puts all his body weight on me he's like 220 like huge muscly guy and he puts all his body weight on me and starts clawing on the inside of my mouth and i'm trying to catch a breath like hardcore and he's and he has long fingers so his fingers are going down my throat so i'm gagging while and so he'll like go back and forth but he's like clawing on the inside of my mouth and um so finally i'm like kicking and i kick him and because i can't breathe Uh and i get up and blood just starts pouring out of my mouth because he had been clawing at my right yeah and i mean he didn't have that for like what i don't just like a gagging thing i don't know he was just like so angry yeah he was just being like irate like animal yeah like and i was just like once the window break that was the point where i was like the co- I'm fucked now. The cops are coming. This issue has gotten way out of hand. There's no trying to dissolve the situation. Go to bed. It's 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 real now. Yeah, that's when it hit me. Are you scared? I mean, what? Uh, you know what? I have a strong faith in God, and I started praying. I really did, and I um I kind of got cocky at one point. I will say. So he goes in the kitchen, and I'm just breathing because I've been in you know hostile situations with Tyler it wasn't ever that bad but I was just like 
with him like choking me and then like letting go and then putting me on the bed and yeah he was gouging at my mouth but he like got up before I even passed out I kind of got this feeling like he wouldn't have the nerve to do anything like he would be too pussy enough to do it like Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying so then he goes in my kitchen which I can see it's like a little it has an island with a little sea like walk area and he grabs a butcher and he grabs every nice little like my my um, steak knives my butcher knife like little knives that are just like butter knives and he's like walking around the apartment tweaking looking out the window saying oh the cops are here the cops are here I'm like are they but I think he wanted to see what my reaction would be like am I going to run out of the house am I going to try to scream but I kept calm I was like no I'm not going to let him know how I'm feeling inside and I'm but looking, were you in pain I mean oh, oh my yeah. mouth was and like I was like crying uh-huh. he's like oh shut up you're you're just your mouth is just a little swollen you're fine haven't you ever been hit before like like because like, I've been in I've been in a fight with a girl before i'm not proud of that but he's like you he's like you've never just accidentally been like your son's accidentally hit you in the face before i'm like you are a grown man you punched me in the face four times i was like that's never happened to me and i'm in shock he was like well if you're in shock then you shouldn't be feeling anything like that's what he was saying to me like people in shock don't feel much and i'm like but do you understand what i'm going to be feeling after this so he's like are you screaming are you i i had when the window broke i started screaming for help and then that's when but at him no i because i didn't want to aggravate him anymore he would he was like because i think he got some bad stuff that's what it was because he would be one minute nice one minute terrible so then i got cocky because he had the knives and he was like i think the cops are going to come i said you know what if you're just going to kill me kill me i i got cocky because i i i when he was in the kitchen i just sat there i said god if this is my time which I think it is I was like just please watch over myself like I just started praying Mm -hmm. and um, so then he came in the room and he's like so what's next I was like you know what Sean if you're gonna kill me just do it get it over with like because I felt stuck Mm -hmm. I had no phone but it's are you ever asking him why? What are you doing? Like what? What just happened? I, there was no point. It just happened all so quickly. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? And at that point, I gave up. I really gave up. And so he goes, "Okay, get naked and get in the bathtub." So then I started to get scared. Yeah. Then I was like, "Oh shit, he's really gonna go through with this." So I get in the bathtub. You did it. Yeah, got in the bathtub, got naked. I was like, had my knees up to my chest. He started filling it with hot, hot water because he's like I and I. Now that I think about it, you know how I was telling you his his ex, Brittany, his baby mama, that's how she died, and he wasn't there. So I feel like psychologically, he was. I know that sounds really messed up, mm-hmm. but I feel like psychologically that he was trying to recreate that because he wasn't there for Brittany, and he wished he would have been. And my, my detective agreed with me. He goes, that's like the most messed up thing I've ever heard, but it makes psychological sense mm-hmm. that he wasn't there when his baby mama died. So maybe he, he like was going to recreate that, like so he could be there even though he because he's messed up you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying and so he's like thinking of like how she died and that's what he's putting forth and so i'm sitting there and i start i don't know i just start saying my our father who aren't that's all i remember saying but i kept praying and the words just kept coming out i i could have been saying the alphabet for all i know but i was just like our father who aren't heaven be that please like i was just Mm watching over taylor tell i love him tell my parents i I even asked i said can i please at least write my parents a note like my mom, my, my best friend Ashley Holland, I was like, can I please just write a small note? Give me five minutes. And he's like, no, because you're going to write, you know, you know what I did. No, I just want to say I love you. Let me just write, dear mom, dad, love you. Taylor, love you. Please. He wouldn't even let me do that. And I was like, okay. So I get in the bathtub, have my hands up to my chest. He puts the water like up to my ankles. And then he's like, are you ready to die? And I start praying again. I'm like, so I close my eyes. Are you crying? 
No, actually. And it's because I feel, because I was praying, God, I. Were you God, praying out loud? Yes. Okay. Yes. And he Were was like. shaking? Yeah. Yeah, of course. And I mean, and I'm mumbling because my mouth is so swollen. And he's like, shut the fuck up. Quit praying. Quit praying. And we've gone to church together. That, And I have not been to church since. And that's really, I'll get to that later. My, my faith really got tested because we would go to church together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how can somebody I've gone to church with and prayed with and we would read the Bible together, do something to me like this, you know? But the but the uh, devil was once an angel too, mm-hmm. you know? And so he puts the knife up to my throat and he and this is when I knew he wouldn't go through that. He just slightly like put it through my chest, like through my, um, yeah, Next. through my throat. Not hard, didn't even cut any skin. He just slightly swiped it across. And I was just like, but I was acting scared. I was like, mm-hmm. And then he goes, oh, I think the cops are here. They weren't, but he pussied out. Mm-hmm. And so he hops out, hops like he was bent over the bathtub. And he's like, look at me. He's like, get out of the bathtub and get dressed. And I took a deep breath. I was like, I knew he would like something. I was like, I knew he wouldn't do it. He, but you didn't he, want to like run out of the house? I or? couldn't. Oh, you couldn't. I couldn't. So like the door's over here. Here's the living room. Here's the bathroom. And here's the bedroom. Okay. So, and I mean, there was just no way. And he's... A huge guy. Yeah. there. I wouldn't even want to attempt to try to run past him. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if I did that, I knew I'd be a goner. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, no, I didn't want to do anything that would provoke him. Like, if he's going to do something to me, it's not going to be because I, you know, un- unless it was what I just said to him, which was stupid. But now that I look back, because I told him to do that and he didn't go through with it, from then on is what got me through the rest of the night. Because I was like, he ain't going to do anything. He's so there's no cops coming. No, nothing. So then I'm almost done. I promise. So then, um, so he's like, the cops are here. And I'm like, really? He's like, get dressed. And he, and then I was like, I don't hear any sirens. Like they'd be coming with sirens. And he was like, he goes, and he goes, just get to get in the bed, lay down. He gives me a piece of Xanax because you need this. And I was like, thank God. Well, I was so emotionally and, you know, physically drained that, um, I took it. And I guess I passed out before him because he's, oh, so then this is the crazy part. He was like, I know everything else was crazy, but it's even crazier. He was like, will you pray with me, please? Like he came out of his craziness. Like I told you, he was a roller coaster. He's like, please pray with me. And I couldn't lay on my, like I lay on my side or my, like my stomach and I couldn't because my mouth hurt so bad. Uh-huh. He was like, um, so I was laying like this. He's like, will you please pray with me? And he laid on my chest. I put my hands on his head and I was like, Sean, please, dear Lord, take take the devil out of Sean like he messed up but like please help him guide him guide him he he looks up at me looks me straight in the eyes and he says I'm not Sean I'm the motherfucking devil (laughs) well because he's fucked up on drugs but could you imagine somebody like you're praying for somebody right and he looks you in the face yeah and tells you that Mm -hmm. I got the chills up and down my body I was like the devil is real. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you hear, you know, you have faith in God and then you hear about the devil and I choose not to believe like, yeah, I know there like devil is in people and devil is in certain situations, but I ch- refuse to believe that it's an actual being and like, but it manifested in him that night. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my God, you know? And so, um, he got up and he's like, we're going to bed. And then he turns around, he goes to the kitchen, comes back and he goes, we're still going to be together. Right. I'm sorry, baby. Like, like we're still going to be together. Right. Like, let's just go to sleep. We'll wake up. We'll talk about it. We're still going to be. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I didn't say it like that, but I'm thinking fake it to make it because if I don't tell him what he wants to hear, I'm not going to make it out of here, you know? Yeah. So, and I knew he was getting tired. 
So I was like, let's get him to sleep. Let's get him to sleep. And I was like, yes, yes, I'll, I'll take, I will go to therapy. Like, we'll get you help. Mm-hmm. If you need to go, you know, you messed up. Tell me you scored last night. I know it. He was like, no, no. I was like, don't lie to me. And then he gets a phone call from his buddy that he goes to the methadone clinic with. He's like, dude, please come pick me up. Please come pick me up. He's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I could hear everything. He had him on speaker. He's like, I just beat up my girlfriend and it's really bad. I need you to come get her. He ha- and I'm like, help, help. Because that's the first human interaction beside, besides Sean. Mm-hmm. So I thought I better try to scream now. And if he doesn't do anything, at least maybe he'll call 911 because he knows where I live. Well, he hung up on him. So then um, he starts crying, Sean. He starts, it starts hitting him. So then he calls his grandma. And he's like, grandma, can you please come get me? He's, she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she's like 80-something-year-old. I beat up Denise. You know what she said? Is she dead? Just like, like that. Oh I my heard God. it. Yeah, she's like, he verbatim, you really need to come get me. I did something bad. I beat up Denise, and she she's hurt pretty badly. Is she dead? No, she's not dead, but she's not in good shape either. Um, is she conscious? Yeah, she's conscious, but she, she, need, she probably should go to the hospital. And she's like, Sean, you got yourself in this mess. I'm not saving you. And she hung up on him. Or he hung up on her. Or she hung, yeah, she hung up on him. And so I was like, fuck, nobody, that's how it is. Nobody wants to help him, you know? And so. Help him though, that's more you, not I know, him. like, well, you got to understand, they're going to have his side because they're probably thinking, well, that sucks that my friend's doing this, but they, the, the guy didn't want to be involved because he doesn't want to get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? And then the grandma is just like, it's her relative but then she doesn't want to get involved like if it's whatever he does he does but she doesn't want no part of it but know? i would imagine if whitley called you saying gino did that you would oh my god <laughs> like i mean it's crazy to even it say. shows how, how some parents are yeah my if if i if, if taylin did that if i got a phone call from taylin saying he beat the crap out, i would go over there with police mm-hmm. beat the crap out of my kid and go to jail because i would not allow that you right. know what i'm saying right. like it just shows how different things are so I we I pass out because mm-hmm. I took that bar or whatever and then I wake up and my cell phone's on my chest he's next to me <laughs> out yeah. out and crazy enough he had like knife next to his bed he had a cell phone like he had it nicely li- like lined up like and you could tell like he cleaned up the apartment a little bit so I guess I passed out before him and um, I slowly grabbed my phone I text my mom I said do n- in capital letters do not text me back Sean tried to kill me. Come get me now. Thank God she lives the next street over. Mm-hmm. So I, it took me like five minutes. I had to limbo myself out of bed because I didn't want to make wake the, the bear. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, and my body's sore. Yeah. And I'm like crying because it, it's hitting me. Like even I was just like, oh, my God, my, my cheeks. And so I'm like limboing myself. I stand up. No joke. I, the first thing I said is I'm alive. I'm mm-hmm. gonna survive this. Yeah, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, and I didn't even put shoes on. Nothing. I yeah. hauled ass because I had to pass him, yeah. and I just remember turning to him, I'm not gonna lie, and I gave him the fingers, uh, yeah. and he's out, and I just gave him two big fingers, and I was like, "Fuck you!" And I walked out, and I hauled ass down the stairs, and my mom was there, and I got in the car, and she was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. And my parents are very like conservative and very like they don't show emotion like my mom does, but my dad's very. Mm-hmm. And like, so we get to the house and my dad didn't exactly act like you would think a normal caring parent would. He was like, great, now the cops are going to come over here. You're going to show all this attention to the house. Like, but that was his way of being like, oh my God, my daughter's hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. he didn't want to be like, oh my God, are you okay? You know, he didn't even hug me, nothing. And so that, so that started to hit me here. I just went through that. 
I'm in the comfort of my parents' home. I just want to be hugged. And I wasn't getting that, you know. But it happened so fast. Uh, eight police cars come um, because it was an aggravated assault. Um, I had to tell my story with like five times. I had told my mom the story and then the um, the crime unit showed up. I saw the pictures. I mean, you were hurt. Yeah. yeah I'll show them to you. Yeah, and like, um, and the sad thing is, is they took pictures at that moment. It got worse within a week. I couldn't leave my house. Like the black and blue bruises, because it takes a couple days. Mm-hmm. And he had broken all the blood vessels in my upper lip. Um, I, they like victim assistance paid for my hospital bills, of course, but, um, I had bruising behind my ear, which is, they said the hardest place to get bruising on your body anywhere is Mm -hmm. right behind your eardrum. And they said 95% of people that get black and blue bruising like that lose all their hearing. So I was, I went, that happened Sunday morning and I just told my mom I wanted to rest. So I stayed the night there and then she took me to the hospital the next day. They did a whole exam. They even did a rape kit, but I told them it wasn't even that. And the sad thing is, I would have rather him have raped me than did what he did to me that night. Because mm-hmm. people ask me, like, the people that I've talked to, like, did he rape you? Or I was like, you know what? The sad thing is, is I would have rather him take advantage of me than put like putting a knife to my throat, you know, choking me, punching me in the face. I know that sounds terrible, but I can handle that. Then you know what I'm saying? Then I'd rather him been rough with me and like did that and took advantage of me than put me through what he put me through. But I know that's crazy to say, but it's all bad. It is, yeah. But it's like, what? One's not better than the other. No. But I would, I think I would have been able to handle that part better, and it wouldn't have got us worse because I thought him getting arrested would be the end of it. No. And so the cops said they said, "You stay here. We're going to go to the apartment." They shut down my apartment complex. Went into the office. Said, "Look, we have a man. He's he has weapons on him. You need to not let anybody in the apartments." Mm-hmm. They called. They knocked on all my neighbors' doors. Told them to stay if they need us go somewhere they need to leave now or they need to stay till we till they get a knock saying they can leave like that's how serious it was because he's a, he's a felon you right he'd been in jail and so um they said they went in four cops and each were standing by the door and they said he was so out he would they were screaming his name he wouldn't wake up so they walked out had to call SWAT because they noticed the knives next to him they mm-hmm. didn't know if he had something under the pillow whatever right. so they have to be careful for their mm-hmm. safety mm-hmm. so he said then the SWAT team showed up there were eight cop cars in front of my apartment and eight cops went to my apartment and they were just standing in a circle around my bed because they didn't know if he was going to wake up start and hit whatever and finally like Sean Michael Momfer and they grabbed him like get up and uh, he was like why are you here why are you here why am I being arrested he was, and they read him his Miranda rights took him downstairs and the cop said I said did he say anything and they're like nope he just sat in the car he looked around when he saw the cops it finally hit him. He goes, I looked at him and he goes, he just shut his eyes and then he started hitting his head up against the window, like the cage mm-hmm. and the window. And he was screaming, just kill me now. Just shoot me. Just end my life. Cause he knew it was over. It finally hit him. And the cop was like, but he had already been in the cop car 20 minutes before he realized mm-hmm. what he had done. That's how messed up he probably was, you know? And I mean that, and he was tired, but, um, they took him away and, uh, he went to jail Handed, and then he was in there till the day after Thanksgiving. So this was November 11th and Thanksgiving, I don't know, was the 22nd. Mm-hmm. Him, his boss bailed him out. He had a $5,000 bail. His boss bailed him out. And so he was out for, well, I got an emergency restraining order for a month, for mm-hmm. 90 days. Mm-hmm. Within 15 minutes, the lady showed up at my house, got my information, walked outside, came back inside and said, Judge already granted you. A, and usually that takes like an hour or two. She's like, you've already been granted 90 days. But in the meantime, when I found out he got out, I went straight to the courthouse and applied for a three-year restraining order, which I got. So even when he gets out, mm-hmm. 
because um, he will do more than 10 years. He got 33 years. I'll still have uh, a year restraining order. He got 33? I thought he yeah. was 13. No, 30. In the state of Texas, they unfortunately, their charges do not run concurrent. So he was sentenced 33 years, but he will only do 13 of that. He will only. be up for parole in 2024, but because he does have, this is not his first aggravated assault um, case, and um, because of the situation, I mean, his his lawyers, from what I heard, his mom told somebody that he could easily been um, sentenced for um, attempted murder because aggravated assault and all that. Um, but they only focused on the him putting the knife up to me. And so he got um, 13 for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. He got 10 years for um, assault with, on a family member for strangulation because I had the marks. You, you, you saw the marks on the picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, so that was over with me. Well, then he had courts, right? He was going to court. I heard he was like I they would call me. Let me know. Well, he had court on March 24th and. The night before, one of my guy friends called me and was like, hey, um, the guy that had bailed him out was still letting him work, I guess, to pay off what he owed. He was like, hey, Sean approached me. He's like, I hate the dude, but he wanted me to ask you if you guys could work out a deal. I said, the deal is he tried to kill me and he's going to pay for it. Like, uh, there's no deal to be made. He has court tomorrow. Well, he didn't go to court. So he's on the run. So I'm at home with my son one day and boom, 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 boom. And I know what that kind of knock is. You know what I'm saying? Unfortunately, we know what cop knock sounds like. And I answer the door and I look down my steps and there's like five cops down there. And I'm like, can I help you? And I knew it was about Sean. Yeah. I thought he was at, like, they, they were looking for him like he was around the, na the neighborhood. Because he, he, I have a restraining order. He can't come within, uh, like my, my, my house, my son's school, my parents' house, we all have restraining orders. My parents even have restraining orders. Mm -hmm. He can't come in within, within 200 feet of that. Mm -hmm. So he might as well stay off my whole block, you yeah. know? And they're like, oh, is Sean Michael mom for here? And I was like, um, he better not be. And they're like, oh, are you the victim? I said, yes. Mm -hmm. They said, oh, well, this is the address he's been listing while he was in jail where he was living. Oh, wow. I said, well, let me give you his mom's address. Let me give you his friend's address. Like, go check those. Oh, well, we're going to his mom's next, but this was his last known address. And I said, well, I'm going to let you know he's a mama's boy. Like, she doesn't want him there, but she's going to protect him, you know? Yeah. Well, this idiot um, creates a Facebook page, another Facebook page. He had one, but I blocked him, created a new one, made his profile picture like a cartoon something. And um, I called the officer because they came to my house two nights in a row looking for him. Uh -huh. And I said, no, but I can probably find out where he is because people call me and they're like, hey, I saw him last night. And um, so I started hitting up a few people. And it's really funny you learn because people who you think your friends are, but if they're friends with him too, yeah, they won't be your friends. So a girl that I was really close with, I called her because Sean was really good friends with his, her brother. And I said, and she had called me a couple nights before and said that Sean was trying to hit her up for 20 bucks. So I hit her up. I said, can you please find out where Sean's at? Mm -hmm. She goes, you don't need to be calling me. I'm staying out of this. Well, I said, but you just called me the other night to tell me he was looking for $20. Mm -hmm. I need you. Like, he, he, he almost killed me. Yeah. And she was like, I'm not getting into that. I'm like, wow. Shows what a true friend you're not to right. me. So I totally just, like, ended that. And it just shows, like, how loyalty, be just because you know somebody for so long. Yeah. But I was sick to my stomach over that. So... When he, did he get caught? Because Okay, so the, he created the Facebook page. I let the authorities know, and I even let them in on my Facebook because I said he added me on he added me on Facebook. And I said, I don't want to add him because I don't want people to see that, you know, that I, I allowed him me 
I allowed myself to add him. They're like, no, add him so we can get into your Facebook and try to track him. Well, they had tracked him. Like, guys, warning, cops can find you on Facebook, whether you post something or not. Like, they will find your location easily. And so um, they said, well, we can't do anything at this moment because his profile picture, he has no pictures up, and his profile pictures of, like, a flaming head. So, yeah, you know it's Sean, but, and it says Sean Monfort, but we can't get him unless he posts a picture of himself, and we know it's him for sure. Sure enough, the dumbass posts a picture of him and his daughter the next day. So I get, that was on a Wednesday. I get a call on Friday, and um, I was taking a nap. I was sleeping so much. I was depressed. You know, I was just like, work I was I got a job because I was I'll tell you in a minute but I was like got really hurt Mm -hmm. from the incident so I I couldn't work I can only work like 20 hours a week so I just got a little hostessing job to get me out of the house and they worked with my schedule for court and stuff like that what I needed and um they called me and when I got home from work and they were like we found him he we we tracked him Mm -hmm. a tracker get this he was in a stolen car (laughs) stolen identification stolen gun um what else uh yeah they when they pulled him over they asked him who he was he lied he he said the name on the li- on the driver's license which it was his picture but it wasn't his name mm-hmm. and um he tried to resist arrest but he got that's he's a felon he shouldn't have a gun so he got an- another 10 years for the gun but wouldn't that all add up to his charges so even though he like if he's up for parole i mean he's not going to get that he's up for parole on not till the 24 uh, 2024 uh-huh. but they said that, which more than likely, because I, I, which I'll read the impact letter. I went and read the impact letter. That will be used when he's up for parole, and they will read that. Mm-hmm. And the good thing is, girls nowadays do not do that. Do not have the balls to go to court and stand in front of their their perpetrator mm-hmm. and say what they need to say. That's what the judge she's like. I have so much respect for you because usually it's the mom, the dad, brother, or sister of the victim. Right. But you came in here and you wanted to speak to him, and so they found him. That was on a Friday. Monday, I got a call. When That next Wednesday, I got a call, and they said, okay, he got sentenced 33 years. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have a letter that I've been writing for a long time yeah. because my mom told me about this impact letter thing, you know, when kids are killed in car accidents by other drunk drivers, that they go and read it. I said, I want to do that. The last yeah. time I saw him, he was beating me, and then I was trying to get past him asleep. I'm going to say, I have, this is my moment. I'm going to tell him how he's ruined my life the last couple months. Right. How he's turned my world upside down. Right. I'm not going to let him go to jail. Yeah, he's going to go to jail and sit in a nice padded cell, get fed. But I want my words to bother him. So when, when he sits in jail for the next 13 years, mm-hmm. my words go through his mind. And he doesn't ever forget what he did to me. Yeah. And so when he gets out, God forbid another girl falls for his shit, he doesn't ever put his hands on him. You know? Yeah. Because had I not said anything... Jail's nothing to him. He's been to jail before, right. you know? He gets out, and I didn't say anything. It's just going to happen again. So you went to the sentencing, correct? Well, not the first one. So when he, they had him no bail, no bail when they caught him because he was on the mm-hmm. run. And then the 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 um, crimes victim assistance, the lawyer that was on my case, they appoint one for you. She's like, well, he got sentenced 33 years. You're going to be fine. I was like, no, no, no. I have an impact letter. She goes, you do? Mm-hmm. She's like, that. we never have that. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, let me call the judge. Within 20 minutes, call me back. She goes, can you be in downtown Fort Worth on Friday? This was Wednesday. On Friday, 830. We're going to resentence him. And she's going to let you read your impact letter. Oh, wow. Resentencing. So yeah. did you bring the letter? Yeah, I did. Yeah, let me get my phone. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they, they made me send it. They were like, you know, sign it. And then, I mean, 
write it and then send it to us and I only had to tweak one thing and like they let you say anything like they let you be harsh and so give me just one second I have it in my email so give me one second crazy I know like I still think like I cannot believe that happened to me and like when and I'm good about talking about it but when people come up to me and they're like how are you then that hits a rough spot and it's like I am that's why I was so excited when you reached out to me because I was like yes like now I'm not upset for it happening I'm not anymore like I'm have a platform and I feel like God knew I was going to survive that God put you through trials and tribulations for a reason Mm -hmm. and yeah it sucks that I had to go through that but I'm alive Mm -hmm. I don't even think about that that happened I'm more focused on now on how I can help other women right you know what I'm saying so so let me pull this up hold on my dad was like, I'm here. I'm like, I'm still on air. <laughs> he's okay. Um, let's see. You can meet Taylor. He's here. So oh, I'll, he? yeah, I'll have to introduce you. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I have ADD. So um, yeah. And even like when I read the letter, the, the person that types it up, she was bawling. And I thought it was just going to be like me, him, his lawyer, my lawyer, and like the judge. No. There was a jury in there because wow. they do case after case. Mm-hmm. There were... Sh- other cases in there so all these people heard me and i had a and so he walks in he's chained i start shaking and Did uh, he look at you yeah but he rolled his eyes at me like pissed he was obviously pissed of course and then um he uh they stood there and they're like do you understand well he got that uh felon for the gun so they were talking to him about that and he was like they're like do you have any questions he's like i just don't understand why i'm here he goes well we're resentencing you and we'll tell you why in a minute so um because by law, I have to hear it because I'm the victim. So they were like, Sean, Michael Momfer, we're sentenced you to 33 years in state prison. Um, do you understand why? For aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and for bodily harm injury to a family member for strangulation and for having a, a gun for being a felon when you shouldn't have a gun. And he goes, yes. He goes, do you accept the charges? And he said, yes, because he, he pleaded guilty. Mm-hmm. Had he not pleaded guilty when they had that court date, I would have had to come and do my testimony. But because that day when when I wasn't there, they just automatically, instead of resetting it and then giving him the 33 years later, mm-hmm. they, they the judge was like, no, I'm sentencing him today. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, it would, it's just more money for him to sit in jail anyways. But he did sit in, sorry, I'm getting it. He did sit in um, Tarrant County for three months before he even got sent off to prison. He just went to prison, uh, the prison, like last month. What do I have it under? I'm sorry. I have it under a folder. So Taylor doesn't find it. Um, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, plus, I'm nervous. Oh, there it is. I have another restraining order. Okay, because they send you so much paperwork. Like this. Sure. Like that's why I brought this. They bring you so much stuff. Like, go talk to somebody. You know, like all these. Yeah. And that's great. They offer you. You know, if you're having a bad night, call this number. It's one. You know, I get it. Yeah. You know. And so, but I I never used my resources. Like I have a good family to talk yeah. to and stuff like that. Okay, you guys, ready. Sorry if I get emotional. Uh, that's okay. okay. And like, I'll cry now, but it was worse. Like I was shaking. Like I had my roommate with me and, you know, God works in mysterious ways. A good friend, guy friend that I hadn't seen in a while was actually there for his um, aunt's murder case. Oh my God. Yeah. That was in the same room. And he was like, do you want me to come with you? And I said, yeah. And he stood by me and like, he held me up cause I probably would have fell. Like, yeah. And it's so hard when he's standing in front of me. I couldn't even look at him. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the it hit me as I stood up. This is the man that tried to kill me, and I'm not gonna lie. I felt bad. I'm the reason this man's about to spend 33 years. Like I know, but that's how when a right. 
that's how a girl thinks because it sounds crazy but that's just your mentality like Mm -hmm. because of him he's gonna be away from his daughter you know i'm thinking of skyla you know like it it, it's just like why am i it all these emotions come up you Mm -hmm. know okay i'll read the letter now so i pray every day that i never have to see or hear your name ever again yet here i am today i'm here today because i'm even lucky to be able to stand here alive When I got the call that you were sentenced to 33 years, all my anxiety and stress went out the window and tears of joy started to fall. The amount of stress, anxiety, and depression you've caused me in the last five months has been unbearable. I had to quit my job because I was in so much pain from the aftermath of what you did to me. I don't know if you've seen any of the pics that were taken from that morning, but no woman should ever have to look like that. I did not leave my house for weeks because I was afraid of running into you somewhere. I want to believe that you were my, you were possessed and never meant to hurt me like that. But so many stories have come to light, and I now know that this is not your first rodeo. I truly hope it was your last. I hope it is your last. You will be 47 when you get out, as long as you do your whole 13 years. Because I told you they don't run concurrent, yeah. so they give them the higher charge, which is 13. Wow, 13 years in a small jail cell where you will not see your mom, your daughter, and I started to get me, me like mm-hmm. in my talk like got power you know or friends haha <laughs> what friends i like got on them with that i said today when i leave this courtroom i will leave all hate and depression i've carried with me the last five months i'll walk out of here and go home to my son and that's something you won't get to do for a long time and i don't feel sorry for you because you you've never been around for your daughter anyways i honestly think Britt brought you to me because she knew what would happen but that i would be strong enough to handle it and wouldn't let you get away with it Poor Skyla is now has to grow up without a mother and a father. She didn't have to grow up without a father, but you were selfish and didn't think of her first because if you truly loved your daughter, <sighs> sorry, I lost my place. <laughs> because if you loved your daughter, you wouldn't have put yourself in this situation. I guess this is where your addiction comes in and has been your problem all along. I don't know if you know this, but just from you punching me in the face and throwing me around, I have four discs in my neck and three tears. I had to have two neck surgeries. Oh my God. Two or three millimeters long and one is two millimeters long. I've had to have two neck surgeries. I saw a chi- I've saw been seeing a chiropractor three times a week for the last five months. From what they tell me, I will have a lifelong issue with my neck and will always experience pain. Thanks. I have never had surgery in my life. I was so scared they had to sedate me before the procedure because I was so scared. How could you go this long and sl- how can you go this long and sleep at night knowing what you did to me and other people in your life? I really thought we were going to be together, get married, have a family. Sean, I fell in love with you, and we had an amazing relationship. We we had our good days. Drugs were more important to you th- than me. I hope these 13 years in prison get you sober and you take all the classes that you can that are provided to you to better yourself, if that's even possible. I never felt so ugly in my life on the inside and out because of you. All life matters. I truly believe that, good or bad people, but only God can judge, and I'm pretty sure there's a place for people for you, but not in heaven. I hope to God no man ever puts his hands on Skyla like you did me. Think about that. How would you feel if you knew she went through what I went through? You would be livid. So I just don't understand how you did that to me. Today I stand here and I may look like a regular everyday woman, but I'm far from it. I'm broken. My idea of marriage and love is broken. I'm ashamed. I'm disappointed in myself. I feel ugly. I feel like my emotional scars are forever going to be noticed by everyone we know. I feel stupid. I feel used. And I feel lied to. Even my faith has been affected because we went to church together. We prayed together. And even though I prayed out loud over and over that night, I truly believe that is what kept me alive. 
The one thing from that night that will never leave my mind is when I was praying over you and you looked me in the face and told me you were not Sean, but you were the devil. I know it was the drugs you so heavily used and I found out you scored that night when I begged you to not do anything and, and just and just stick with your methadone to get better. You made me believe that evil is stronger in my life than true faith. Now that justice is being served, I'm finally finding my faith again. I'll always be angry that you took my trust and faith away for the last five months. Muscles used to be so attracted to me, obviously, because he had muscles. But now when I see a cute guy out with muscles, all I can think is, will he try to kill me too? There's so much more I could like to say to you and how I truly feel. But let's just say this letter is the PG version of what I could say because you and I both know what you did to me is only a small piece of the pie of all the things you've done to not only me, but almost everyone in your life. You've burned all your bridges. I know I speak for myself and many others when I finally say I, I say I sorry when I say I will finally be sleeping well tonight and a very short time you will be forgotten. Whenever you get out, you always be known. You will only be known as a thief, drug addict who almost killed his girlfriend. I will be in Skyla's life, not for you, but for Britt, and I will spoil her and shower her with love that she will never get from you, but what she deserves. I wish I could say someday I will learn to forgive and forget, but this is the worst thing to ever happen to me, and I will never forgive you, but I will forget you. I pray these next 13 years you think real hard about what you did and learn from it. The only good outcome from this is that now I'm an advocate. I'm going to be an advocate for women who have been through domestic abuse, and I'm going to raise awareness, and I want to be the voice for the women who are too afraid to have one. Promise me whenever you get out, even though the restraining order will still be good for one year from the day you get out, please don't reach out to me. Talk about me to anyone or ever try to come near me. If we happen to be in the same place at the same time, please be respectful and leave. Even though I shouldn't, I will pray for you and hope that when your time comes, God has mercy on your soul. Wow. Were your parents there for that too? No. They couldn't. They had to work. But like there was not a dry eye in the house. Like and like I was shaking and like I sat down and my friends were like coaxing me and then they um I heard the judge the judge goes, Okay, Sean Michael um Sean Michael Mumford, um he hit his grapple, he's like, um, off to jail or something like that and that was like real big and then I was like crying like boohooing kind of like dramatics but i wanted to hear him hear me cry because i've been so strong this whole time yeah but i was like no i want him to hear me in pain crying Did like he you know? have any reaction no so i didn't look at him once but the guy my my guy friend that was with me mm-hmm. like he's like i gave him a dirty look the whole time like i was just mm-hmm. like because they made him turn around and look at me right and he just said that when i said the thing about how how i would try to stay in skyla's life he just like rolled his eyes like he was putting up a front basically but i know sean and he he's he is an emotional person, and I know that the words got to him. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he went to his cell and cried because he's very like that. Like, he would write me letters and stuff all the time. Like, he's a sappy person, but he was just acting that way because he's mad. He just got told he's going to jail for 30, 13 years. Like, he, his anger, you know, and he's trying to show, like, he's embarrassed. Mm-hmm. You have to think about that, too. All these people he doesn't know are watching me relive what he did to me that night. He's embarrassed. He's standing in front of all these people, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, t- off to jail. Y- your sentence begins now. That's what she said. Your sentence begins now. And so, like, I'm, I'm like, crying. And my lawyer that was appointed for me, she goes, no, you you told me you want to watch him walk away in shackles. Mm-hmm. You want to see that door close. Mm-hmm. You want Because you want to be able to sleep at night knowing you saw him walk into jail. She's like, look up. And she, they, everybody's, like, holding my hands because I was a mess. Like, mm-hmm. I just was letting it out. Mm-hmm. And I just saw him, like, shuffle his way. Mm-hmm. And he had, you know... Tarrant County on his back and I just watched him walk off and the door shut and I just like lost it and I was like he's gone I'm free that's all I could think was like I'm free and then my my roommate was like you're done you're good yeah he's gone 
And you don't know anything about him now? Like, have you heard anything? No, my mom, my mom has a Google alert on him. <laughs> That's good. And so they didn't even call me to tell me when he got processed to the prison. But, um, yeah, it was like the end of March when he got sentenced. And then uh, he he just went to prison like last month. Okay. They, they transferred him. Wow. Yeah. Can you show us, do you have pictures of, of yourself? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me one second. And... Um, your son had I oh mean, so here's another thing so my i hadn't seen my son in a couple of days he was i my mom called tyler and was like hey you need to come get Taylor. something happened with denise mm-hmm. but she didn't tell him anything like yeah. you know or, or i think she lied to him and said i had to work or something so he came and got Taylor. well i really wanted to see Taylor. i hadn't seen him in four days mm-hmm. i didn't and i didn't bathe like i didn't get out of bed for like a week i didn't bathe for a week my mom and dad would bring me leftovers from going out to eat every night i just didn't do anything and but that was my depression setting in and um and so uh let's see is this it and so then uh so my son comes home and he takes one look at me and he starts crying and runs to the bedroom and i look at my mom and i was like taylin what's wrong he's like i can't look at you you look terrible oh and i was like baby he's like who did this to you mommy and i was like sean he was like i hate him and he was like he was like, I'm so, and then he like, I let him be, like get himself yeah. together because that's hard. You come home and your mom, his face is messed up, you know? And so um, then after he, he started to calm down a little bit and then he came out, he goes, I'm sorry, mommy, it just scared me because right. I didn't expect you to look like that. And it, it's weird because I've had a friend that was recently abused by a boyfriend and he like punched her in the face, like in the eyes and she's, and I wasn't that bad. And I'm like, man, that's what kills me is that there's girls out there being more hurt right. worse than I was you know sorry I'm trying to find this and those guys don't even go to prison that's no. the other part yeah this guy well she like got like a um, pocket knife and cut him down the chest and like beat up his bike so he didn't go to jail because mm-hmm. she also hit him too but I was honest I told the cops I, I hit him he told me to and they even asked him did you tell her to hit you and he said yes so I wasn't afraid to get in trouble. I wanted to be honest, you know, like, because everybody asks me, how did it begin? What started it? And I was like, because I hit him, but he told me to. Sorry, I'm trying to find these. Give me a second. Because I haven't hit him because I don't want Taylor to find him in my right, phone. Right, right. So I have to be, yeah. Can you give us your social media handle? Oh, yes. So I'm sorry. The yeah. people can reach yes. out to you if they want to At- talk to you and get. Absolutely. So my Instagram is, um, you can just look up Denise, but um, send it on here. Oh, I guess I changed it. It's just Denise, D-E-N-Y-S-E, or you can look up music underscore is underscore my underscore anchor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I thought then, you were very brave today because that's a lot of stuff and to share both of them. It's deep. And, it's, yeah, it's very. And I think it's, you know, if for anybody is in it for a long time, short time, like you said earlier, you know, you're not alone in it and you can reach out to people. Yeah, I think that's, the thing is too. I mean, what we learned with this one, this is was so short, but it can still be so yeah. traumatic. And that's and the thing, so fast, girls. If you're listening, it doesn't abuse does not come in any shape. It does not. What's the word? It does not. Um, it's not about you know sex or like it. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Like it doesn't discriminate mm-hmm. sex, race, anything. Just you know what I'm saying. It affects everybody and. Girls, you like, look, I was with him less than a month and that happened. Mm-hmm. Things were great and it just happened out of the blue. You could be with a man 10 years married and it starts. It's psychological. And that's why I think it's good for relationships to take therapy or 
you know, check with each other. How are you feeling? Or if you're in a fight, if you guys are fight, starting to fight a lot, start, seek help because it can turn into a lot worse. And I'm guilty of it myself. Me and Tyler have gotten an altercation and I've hit him before. Well, like, I think that some people even said like everything was fine until they got married. I've heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just like everyone knows if someone hits someone once, they'll do it again and they'll do it again and they'll do it again. It's just not, you just can't stay in it. That's just not, and it doesn't always mean that that person would do it to someone else. It's just those two people don't. And then afterwards going out, people would come up to me and they're like, Oh, I, I saw that coming, blah, blah. I'm like, well, where were you to call me and be as a friend? But you wouldn't have listened. That's what everybody says. <laughs> so. But no, honestly, because my mom was abused by her first husband. So I don't take that lightly. I would have listened. If somebody would have came to me and said, look, because they knew he had a he did that to his ex. He, he beat up his ex. I don't want that to happen to you. I would have left. I would not have put up with that. But they did tell you, right? No. I thought nope. when you were... After it happened. Oh, I thought when after the car accident, though. His mom said that something happened with Brittany, uh-huh. but they both got in trouble. Like oh. it wasn't just him kind of say she sugarcoated it. Are you kidding? I wouldn't have stayed if it was like, yeah, he, but she wasn't even hurt. Like he didn't do the things to her. Like he didn't. Well, yeah, it was obviously. like a push. She made it say that it was like a shove mm-hmm. match or whatever. I've been in that with Tyler. So I didn't think anything of it. Had she said, no, he punched her or he tried to strangle her. Mm-hmm. I would have been out. of No. Are you kidding me? I would have been out of there real quick. For me, that is the lesson that if there's ever any, pushing shoving anything like that being held down i mean i am so extreme i don't even i mean and we were breaking up at that point because we got in the car accident i moved all the stuff out i was done with him mm-hmm. so but that's was, the problem they always so come i back. Tra- yeah so you, you can't you have to be strong about that kind of stuff and i know that it's hard i've learned to be more understanding about that but as a lesson for today's episode i think everyone needs to get out if that gets out of hand the first time yes the first yeah. time and that's really how i believe and so. don't be afraid to talk to anybody no. like it, yeah. it, whether it's and a stranger Denise, thank you so much thank for coming you so, yeah, yeah so absolutely really thank you for having it. me yeah. anybody reach thank out to me please so brave yes thank, thank you. you if you enjoy our show please take a moment to leave us a review and please subscribe so you will always be the first to know of the newest episodes and please check out our website tuposhboutique.com and all our social media handles Marcella. You can find me on all social media at Marcella Ranieri. I think on Facebook, it's Marcella.Ranieri. But everywhere else, I didn't get very creative. So just (laughs) M-A-R-C-E-L-L-A-R-A-N-E-R-I. With Lee? Um, I think all of my handles, like Snapchat, Instagram, everything, Twitter is Langford7Wit. And it's L-A-N-G-F-O-R-D, the number seven, and then W-H-I-T. And mine um, is Gabby Talks, and the rest of it is all too posh. They all stole all my <laughs> social media and made it all into too posh, which is fine. But T O O P O S H, because some people don't understand. Oh, yeah, T O O P O S H Boutique B O U T I Q U E is our website, and um, it is too posh boutique on Instagram as well, on Twitter, Snapchat. And everything and my instagram is gabby talks and on facebook i'm gabrielle gilmore gilmore kendler <laughs> my maiden name so everyone have a sparkly day thank Woo. you for listening thank you